comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peace of Mind Podcast. We've got a special, special, special guest for you all today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Kevin Jackson. Special guest, huh? <laughs> you know, we we got to have you two weeks in a row so we know that you're like a for real guest. <laughs> nah, but... In all seriousness, though, it's good to have you back, man. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, it was a great week in the out wild, wild west. <laughs> on the mountains in the desert. Which chasing, one tra- was- chasing tarantulas. <laughs> looking for gold. Man, looking for gold. Climbing mountains. All right, put nice. you on the spot here. Which... National Park was better, Grand Canyon or Zion? Oh, no doubt Zion. Okay, that's Grand fair. Can- it's weird though. It's like, uh, I don't know. The Grand Canyon is so unbelievable, like you can't comprehend how big it is until you get there. Because Zion is like breathtaking, in the sense that it's like. You just don't expect it to be there. I guess the Grand Canyon's the same way, but like I don't know. Like Zion just was such a surprise. With the Grand Canyon, you know, like oh, okay, cool, yeah, it really is incredible. You know what I mean? No, I I get that. I mean, like it's a hole in in it's the earth, like huge. and like yeah, no, no doubt. But it's like I can look at a hole here. I can look at a hole like or part of the Grand Canyon, like. 20 miles down, like it's still the same hole. Have you been to the Grand Canyon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like versus like, I guess like Zion, like the the different rock formations, like every bit of it looks different than something before. Yeah, well, uh, uh, the Grand Canyon is more awe-inspiring, but the Zion was like more enjoyable and accessible. That's fair. Like I got to, you got to play at Zion. Grand Canyon, you just kind of stood there and hoped you didn't fall in. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you see any people like with their donkeys like walking on the side like in the actual? Uh, no, they t- they always talked about it, but no, I man, I like I'm like eight foot away from the railing. That's close enough for me. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I was like ten when I went, and I was like, no, 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 I can see the hole in the earth from right here. I'm fine. Like, yeah, I don't need to go any closer. Yeah, no, I'm good. But uh, <laughs> glad to have you back. But more importantly, we do actually have a special guest today. Um, he's joining us. He wants to talk a little bit about his fighting Irish. Um, he's here to tell us why they deserve to be in the playoff uh, in the playoff race. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, y'all put your hands together for Mr. Reese Miller. Reese, what's going on? What's going on, Tyler? Uh, you know, man, we're we're hanging in there. We're uh, we're getting into the nitty gritty of the season. What are we in like week eight, week nine? Um, eight, maybe nine. Oh yeah, week zero. Yeah, yeah, week zero. Yeah, so I mean, like we're we're there now. Um, everybody's kind of established who they are. 
Um, now, now the highest discussion is uh, kind of the playoff race. If you're looking at it from a, a bird's eye view, probably only six or seven teams that that really have a, a shot to get in. But um, Reese, I know you're a Notre Dame guy. Um, the tough loss to Georgia, but outside of that, you've been handling business. Got a, a huge matchup this weekend with with Michigan. But um, if they're to get back in this playoff race, what needs to happen? Chaos. Ton of chaos. <laughs> if um, we need a lot of losses, um, a lot of upsets, even to sniff a chance at it, just for our hiccup last year. I call it a hiccup when there's more of a beatdown, but it was uh, pretty rough last year. So that leaves a lot of negative taste in people's mouth when it comes to the Irish. But I think we're a better team than we were last year. I think people people have a sense of very um, being prisoner of the moment a lot, and I think people, you know, we're in the we're in the hot takes era. And people were getting off a lot of hot takes on Notre Dame's behalf last year uh, regarding, like, their game with Clemson. But I think it's more indicative of they were a good team because that game was much more competitive than the score really showed versus the Alabama game. Because once it was 16-14 against Alabama, um, it was pretty much all Clemson the entire time for the rest of the game. Um and you could and you could argue that last year, although Notre Dame was number four, Alabama probably was f- far better with athletes on the field at least compared to to Notre Dame. Notre Dame yeah. But they didn't they didn't show that they were a better team than Notre Dame last year. I'd agree with that. Um, big thing that hurt us last year against Clemson when our All American cornerback went out with a concussion, I believe. Yeah. Um, we just don't have another five-star waiting in the wings to come up. So you go to a three-star guy who's not ready or not prepared to play and get out athlete. Yeah. Well, everybody gets out athlete almost when they play Clemson. <laughs> Except for this year. They're looking suspect. Um, Kevin, I want to bring you into this conversation because I know you got some takes too. I want to pose uh, a hypothetical to you all. And and and. And before we jump into our picks, I want to get your your take on what would happen in this scenario. So you get Alabama, number one team in the nation. They went out. They beat the top 10 LSU. They beat the top 15 Auburn. Uh, and then they beat the top 10 Florida, top 15 Florida in the SEC championship. They went out. You get Ohio State. They beat the top 15 Wisconsin. They beat the top 10 Penn State. Then, you know, they beat the top 15 Wisconsin or Minnesota in the championship. Or they beat the top 25 Michigan. They beat the top 15 Wisconsin or uh, Minnesota in their championship. So Ohio State's undefeated? Yep, they're undefeated. Bama's undefeated. Ohio State's undefeated. Uh, Oklahoma, they've already beaten the top 10 Texas. Uh, they play Texas again. They beat Texas again in the championship. They're undefeated. Um, LSU has beat the top 10 Florida already. They beat the top 10 Texas already. Um, they beat a top, let's say they beat the top 10 Auburn this weekend, and they lose to number one Bama in a four-point game in Tuscaloosa in a couple weeks. But they win the rest of their games. They're sitting at 11-1. and one. And then you have an undefeated Clemson 
whose only win is against a top 15 Texas A&M that finishes seven and five. Okay. So that's, that's the layout. We're sitting there first week of December on Sunday. And that's our layout. Who do you put in, in the playoffs? Wow. This, this would be an unprecedented, um, the first time that a conference champion that was undefeated would be left out. So you have four major conference champions and they would be let, then they would all be undefeated is, is I think that they would go. I think the committee has shown that, um, that they would choose an undefeated conference champion and they would, uh, they did that in 2014 when they made uh, Florida state who is right. Kind of you doing the same thing with Jameis Winston mm-hmm. that, that Clemson is doing right now is, um, undefeated the year before, won the national title against Auburn in 2013. Then they came back, looked less than impressive for most of the year. And a lot of people thought, well, you know, they're just not that good. And it turned out to be true, but the committee punished them by putting them at the four seed. They went to play number one Oregon and lost by 40. Right. So although I think LSU would probably be the better team, I don't know if the committee would be ready to set that precedent that you can win all your games, win your league, you're defending national title, and you don't even get to play for the national title. I think they would take that route over trying to explain themselves of, yeah, well, this team didn't even win their division, and we're going to send them on over, over an undefeated uh, conference champion, national uh, defending national champion. I get that. Reese, Reese, how are your feelings on this? I feel the same as Kevin. I mean, it's tough to take Clemson out of it, especially they'll be coming off two years in a row of undefeated seasons back-to-back. So it means it's, it's tough to, like you said, set that precedent of taking them out, even though I think LSU would be more deserving, especially with their wins. Like, mm, that's tough. As a fan, <laughs> as a fan, I would want to see LSU. Right, right. But for them going forward, I would rather, much rather them just keep it the same. Just go ahead and put Clemson in. My my reasoning for bringing this up, and Kevin, this is a little directed towards you, is because we've had this discussion before regarding, uh, you know, uh, cupcake cupcake Saturday in weeks before rivalry week or lighten loads in out-of-conference games. How do you look at how do you look at this situation and then justify teams scheduling tougher conf, out-of-conference games moving forward if you set the precedent by moving Clemson into this instead of um, LSU? Hmm. Wow. You know, that's at the end of the day, it, it depends on what the conf, it, it depends on what the the committee values in your resume. Um, I think that they've shown that a conference champion and being undefeated is more valuable than your out of conference win. Um, now, in two thousand and sixteen, Ohio State, State, Ohio State, year. Ohio State benefited from this, and um, that. Also, kind of like being in Reese's boat, Clemson has a way of doing this. Clemson goes and wins uh, 
31 nothing against the Buckeyes, and I think that really made the committee take a hard look in 2016 when Ohio State goes on the road and loses to Iowa. But really, at the end of the year, is playing well. They had one hiccup. Mm-hmm. Had a pretty impressive resume that year, but they didn't win their league. Oh, I'm sorry. They, yeah, they, um, I think they did win their league, but they got left out. Yeah, because they, because Penn State in, they beat Penn State that year, correct? What's that? They beat Penn State that year, right? Yes. They, they beat Penn State, but then they lost to Iowa. Was that the year? I thought I thought Penn State beat Ohio State, but Ohio State was still the conference champion. Am I making that up? So it's 2016 is the year they lost to they they lost to Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the year they lost. Hmm. That doesn't make sense. No, they lost. They lost to Penn State that year, twenty four twenty one, number six versus number seven. But then, yes, but then Penn State went to. So Penn State was uh, in. Penn State was in the uh, championship and won, but Penn State lost later in the year, and then you all beat yes. top ten Michigan, and that's how you leapfrogged yeah. them back in front. Penn State was a two-loss champion that year, so yeah, yeah, they were they were a two-loss champion, and Ohio State ended up. I mean, they had they had wins against fifth-ranked Oklahoma on the road by twenty-one. Yep. They beat they beat ninth-ranked Wisconsin um, on the road. Dubbed, yeah, on the road. So that's two road top went top ten wins, mm-hmm. and then they had a uh, a home top ten win the two versus three matchup against, uh, Michigan. against Michigan and they won that one. So their only loss was to seventh ranked Penn state. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think Penn state was ranked seventh at the time, but they finished the the season ranked seventh because they won the Rose bowl that year. Yeah. Yeah. These were the final season rankings that seven was. Yeah. And so they ended up, yeah. So they, they went to the Rose bowl that year. And um, so they lost on the road in the whiteout by three on the black field goal. Gotcha. Last thing I want to touch on before we leave this topic is if you're, if you were on the committee, would you argue that conference championships matter more or actual on the field success and strength of schedule matters more? Well, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, last year, you know, the one thing I don't like about uh, the one thing I, I the eye test has a place, but um, I I really cringe when I hear people they they talk about the eye test like it's the end all be all because you know you you saw last year Alabama we were talking about could be the greatest college football team of all time and they mm-hmm. lost by four they lost by four touchdowns in the championship game yeah um and so uh, it's it's the old cliche it's why you play the game. And so when it comes back to your, to your question, yeah, I mean, you have the, you know, LSU looks like they should be in, but that's tough when it's the people who've, who've won the games. That's fair. But again, it's like, well, LSU's won more games. 
But, but like if start- LSU, if LSU's like if we're talking about winning the games and LSU's only losses by three on the road at Alabama, who's number one in the nation in this scenario. So we're going to penalize the team for losing to the number one team and then reward the team who, you know, looks suspect at times beating, you know, guys not even close to top 30. Well, yeah, I, I, I tell you what, like it's, it truly is, you know, it's a lose, lose situation. Well, AJ, um, sorry to jump in here. I would just ask the question to start out. What's the point of the playoff? I know I've had this conversation with Kevin a lot, but if the point of the playoff is to have the best four teams in the country play each other, I think that gives you a different four than if your goal for the playoff is to crown the true national champion. I think those are two different discussions to have because if you're trying to get the best four, then we can talk about it all day. But if you're talking about true national champion, okay, two teams have already played, one's beat the other, then even if you're playing that team that one plays a lesser team in the playoff, it's still, I think, the more fair way to crown the true national champion. So I think where you're coming from is a big part in how you decide. That's fair. Reese, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, you can't get into a, rewarding the SEC. Because that is what it would turn into. You would always have a one-loss SEC team, more than likely an undefeated SEC team. You would just have to make them schedule better non-conference games. That would be the only way to ever end something of that nature. True. That's fair, too. Um, so, you know, it's pretty interesting because, um, you know, you're just assuming – Alabama as the conference champion would be the one that's in. And, um, you know, uh, I was listening to the radio and I'm trying to, I'm trying to look up the, the strength of schedule rankings and Alabama's strength of schedule among the undefeated teams is, is relatively, uh, it's relatively low. It's middle of the pack, but amongst that group, it's kind of towards the back of that group. As of now or overall? Like their overall schedule currently. Gotcha. Like looking gotcha. at the games they've played and the games they have to play. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean? So why that's would also they? Not account- but that's not accounting for the SEC championship too, which would boost that dramatically. Well, it depends. That- I mean, well, you, you would think, I mean, like you would think, I mean, like, I mean, Georgia seems like they're really close for the wheels coming off. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I to be honest, I don't expect them to be the the representative for. I I think it's coming down to that that um right now it's going to come down to the the world's largest cocktail uh party and I think right now if you look at it Florida's looking at like a better team. If that's the case, you're looking at a guaranteed top 15 team that Alabama's playing. I would say guaranteed they, that team would be in the top fifteen. Uh, well, I shouldn't say guaranteed. I would, I'm, I would say with ninety five percent confidence, with that it would be a, uh, it would be a top fifteen team. Yeah, it's just interesting. I like and and the reason why I bring it up is because I think 
I think Clemson's biggest downfall right now is their defense is not as good as it was last year. Obviously, like you lose three uh, first round picks off your defensive line, like yes, you're gonna see a hit in that. Um, their offense, I still believe, could compete with any um, with any teams in the nation, and it's tough to get. 18, 19 year olds to compete against themselves. Like, I mean, we can say it all the time. We can say, like, that's what being, you know, a master of your craft looks like. But, I mean, it, it just is what it is. It's hard to get out of them. But I think ultimately, like, they could show up and compete with any of these teams. I would just say that I would look at it as, as a fan, it'd be a loss because I think, like, on paper all year, the way, if it plays out like this scenario was put into place, like we wouldn't be seeing the four best teams. Now, what would happen if this would be interesting is what would happen if in that scenario, Clemson had gone in and won it. Like the playoffs. Yeah. Like, you know what? Like, like, you know, that, that to me is always a pretty interesting argument is, is, what would have happened if uh, – and you kind of heard this in 2014. People were like, uh, how are you going to put Ohio State in there? Right. They, and then they, they lost, went in they, there and won it. And they went in there and won it. And that was – and I don't think it's really ha- – I don't think much has happened like that since. But um, but that would be very interesting if if you had the Alabama, the Ohio State, the Oklahoma, and then the Clemson, and everybody's like, why is Clemson even in this thing? And then they come out and win the thing, and you're like, oh, shoot, man, we almost left them out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it certainly could happen. I think that, um, and the reason why the reason why I said this uh, conundrum like the way I did because I think if it's reversed for the two teams that play each other, I think that if Alabama loses to LSU, they're more so on the outside looking in. And I say that because LSU does have a top ten win against Texas, who was an out of conference opponent, and their crossover game was a top ten Florida. So I just think their resume could withstand a loss to a number one team better than Bama's resume could withstand a loss to a top three team. If Alabama loses to LSU, I think they're out. Minus would, like, minus yeah. like LSU so the, losing yep. to a uh, like a lower ranked team later. Because here's what would happen is is th- something that's always benefited Alabama when they've lost in the past is the loss usually happened in September or October. Yeah, and uh, they would just have time to keep winning, and everybody else just kind of keep, you know, messing around, and they would just keep climbing up the rankings, climbing up the rankings. So, if they would have time to recover, and uh, as Reese said, I, you know, it's very interesting if uh, the whole about the whole SEC thing. And I will admit that, uh, you know, LSU's really good and Alabama's really good, and that those two are probably more than deserving to be in the playoff. If they, you know, if if Alabama were to be thirteen and zero, LSU would be eleven and one. Yeah. But, you know, it's 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 pretty interesting that, you know, it, it's almost like Alabama just, oh yeah, they're just in. You know what I mean? Where there's no analysis of wait, is this is Alabama the team that we leave out? And the problem with that is like, oh, how could you? It's Alabama. They've lost. They've won so many years in a row. And it's like, well, wait. Every year we say, the year before is not supposed to have an effect 
on the current year. Yeah. And so, and there's, I mean, there's a million other factors to go into it of, uh, you know, preseason rankings. You know, I, I showed you the picture of what the, the ESPN had predicted the who would win the Big Ten, and it was Michigan by a landslide. But then you also look at maybe some of the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, at the beginning of the year, we said, Florida, is no way they are a top 10 team. And so, like, now we'd say they are, but would they be as ranked high as they are now if they didn't start there? Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? See that. I can see that. And so we get, they were given that benefit of the doubt because they were Florida, they're in the SEC, you know, Dan Mullen's rolling, you know. And so, and then, you know, now they haven't lost yet, but, you know, if Georgia were to win that game, then that adds to, that's, that's that gives them a better rank uh, win when maybe it could have been, maybe really Florida, there's a possibility if they weren't ranked so high to start, maybe they were only ranked 14th or 15th. And we yeah. can't count that as a top 10 win anymore. That's fair. But with That's that being said, what is, I mean, what is, Florida's undefeated right now, right? Uh, no, they got one loss. They lost they two. They got one uh, loss to LSU. LSU. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. On the road to LSU. So, I mean, like, currently, they'd be, they're going to be in the top 10. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Currently, like. With that being said, uh, the first words out of Reese's mouth for he's praying for chaos. And I think we might get some on rivalry week. I think uh, if things continue to play out the way they have, I think South Carolina can shock a lot of people and upset Clemson. That's just my take on it. Um, there's a lot more weeks. There's a lot more chaos uh, to trickle out. LSU has a tough task this week with Auburn. Um, it's not a game they can look past or, or just assume they're just going to show up and win. Uh, so we could be going through all this for nothing. <laughs> but can I, can I can I throw something in there for you? Yeah. Not rivalry week, but the week before Ohio State plays Michigan on the road, while a lot of schools are playing Cupcake Saturday, Ohio State has to play at home against Penn State, who's yeah. currently ranked currently ranked sixth. And yeah. um, so, and they're undefeated. So there is a very real possibility that Ohio State, if they were to slip up that game, and then obviously, if they would have to, if they if they were to right the ship, go on the road and beat Michigan, they could sit, be sitting there at a, an LSU scenario that we just talked about. At the eleven and one. At eleven and one, they've been dominant all year. They lose uh, a close game to a top, you know, uh, top six team, and they don't get a chance to play for their conference title because the other team that's playing from their division is twelve and zero undefeated, top five. The only reason I would slight LSU ahead of Ohio State in that scenario is because they had they would have more impressive wins. It just you'd have. Just all, I mean, Ohio. State, Ohio State's wins currently. Cincinnati is ranked 18th. Mm-hmm. They've only lost to one game against Ohio State. They wouldn't. They couldn't count. They couldn't count Penn State as a win. Obviously, uh, Wisconsin is ranked 13th right now. So that'd be a top 15 win. And then uh, Michigan uh, would be probably a top 15 win. 15 to 20 win. I don't think they're going to be ranked after this weekend. 
I don't think Michigan losing this weekend drops them out of the rankings. I think it might drop them back to like 22, and they might like inch up inside of 20 by the time they Well, that's some bullshit Harbaugh thing (laughs) because he was ranked 16th, and they lose to Penn State. Okay, on the road, wide out, they they drop three three spots. And then they lose a back-to-back at home to Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame's a good team, but come on. I agree with you. I don't think they'll be out of the – Top twenty-five either. I just yeah. I, I don't th- I, I like they get more of a pass because they're gonna say, well, look at the guys they're losing to. They're not losing to unranked. They're losing to tough teams. Yada yada yada. They're gonna keep them in the pack. And also, it makes for better. It makes for better games down the stretch if they can promote a top twenty Michigan playing a top five Ohio State. It just is what it is. It's better for business. Okay, so. We'll we'll table what you just said right there because that right there is a big reason why you got to get rid of some of the, you know, if that stuff is is happening, then we need to make some more. I, I'm that makes and uh, strength is my point for the playoff having some side of selection, some set of selection criteria to limit the human element to get a little more balance into it. Yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that later. But what if Michigan comes out and lays an egg? They pull the old Wisconsin. Lays an egg against you all or this against week? Notre Dame. Notre Dame comes out oh, and they have a great game plan. Like, their ass and it's like 31-0, yeah, they're out of the top 25. Yeah, okay. Because, and I think part of the reason why they they didn't drop very far is because the game was they relatively – They played well. It was, I mean, it was a close game and, and you know, not to not – to, beat a dead horse because I know this kid's had a, a rough week, but uh, if Bell catches the ball in the end zone, like it's a tie ball game. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got that dynamic. I think that um, to your original point, like LSU having a top 10 win against Texas, a top 10 win against Florida, a top 15 win against Auburn would slight them slightly ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's It's – it is what it is, you know. But I would, but st- then I would still put, I would still say to that point, a one-loss Ohio State team who lost to a top-five Penn State team should be in over Clemson. I just think, like, if you've shown, like, Ohio State has shown week in, week out that they are a dominant team. They've beat more ranked teams. They've competed well against, like. I'm assuming they would compete well in the game that they would drop to Penn State. Like they would be more deserving of being in than Clemson. Okay. Yeah. And what's wild is we're not even talking about Utah and Oregon. If they were to win out, then you'd have a one loss. You'd have a one loss. Let's let's just imagine it's Oregon. You'd have an Oregon team that would be twelve and one, conference champions. And their one loss was to Auburn, mm-hmm. which I mean, you can make the argument that you know they they it wasn't it wasn't a bad loss. Uh, you know, if, if there is ever a bad loss, I mean, that's a game that they should have won, and Auburn came up and made some plays for it. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have, I mean, that. But again, I mean, you're. It depends what it goes back to. Do you value the conference champion? So would you leave? Would you? I mean, if you in that situation, if you had a Penn State as a Big Ten champion, Oklahoma's in. If you had Alabama as the SEC champion, 
And then you've got who do you got? You got thirteen and zero Clemson Nash uh, ACC champion. You got Oregon twelve and one Pac twelve champion, and then you've got LSU eleven and one didn't even win their division, didn't even get to play for their championship. Yeah, how can how can you leave two conference champions out that are you know if if, if Oregon was ten and two nine and three and they won the league? Okay, get out of here. But if Oregon's twelve and one with their first loss, their only loss is the first game of the year on the road with Auburn. Yeah. And then that's tough to leave them out. I think if you just put Kentucky in, it solves all this. That's how I look at it. <laughs> no, but but you know the beautiful thing is, it's none of it. None of this is going to work out the way we're talking about. Oh, of course not. Uh, LSU is going to lose to like I don't know Ole Miss or somebody. I don't know. They'll lose to Arkansas or something, and then Alabama will stumble against Mississippi State, and then. Notre Dame will go on a streak, and then Clemson yeah. will lose the Penn ball. Penn State and Ohio State will work each other out. Yeah, like it's just it just happens. But um, no, let's take a quick break here, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll get back to our picks. All right, and now we're back with Peace of Mind Money Line episode. Uh, jumping into our pickums here, uh, like we mentioned before, we got a special guest with us, Reese Miller, uh, diehard Notre Dame fan. Uh, here to put down some picks. He's going to compete against Sam and his picks. Uh, but before we get rolling, Justice, do you have the totals from the previous week? Yeah, so I, I'm, I think you brought that up intentionally just because you had a good week. Oh, did I? I did. Uh, Whoa. AJ, uh, last week goes 7-3. and three, Big winning week. What did you say? 7-3. and three. Ah, One more time? Yeah, it's like ten and zero. Just chill. Um, I myself went six and four. Still a winning week. Only one game lost. So on the year, um, AJ was uh, three games back on me as last week. He's now two games back as of now. You hear that? You hear that? Don't look over your shoulder, Justice. I'm creeping. That's right. But. We'll get to the bets against the spread later, which uh, I'm still holding a pretty commanding lead there. But nonetheless, got, I think we got a great slate of games this weekend to pick from. Got four picks. We'll kind of run through these kind of super fast since we had a lot of people picking. Um, first game on the agenda, big rivalry game, uh, Duke at North Carolina. Uh, we'll start with Kevin on this one. Who do you got this week? I'm going North Carolina with the home team. All right, Reese. Who do you got this week? I got UNC. AJ. Let's keep it cracking. UNC. I've been burned by Duke way too many times this year. Uh, I think UNC is a better team. They're at home. Uh, yeah, I look for Mac Brown and the boys to get this one done. All right, I'm going with David Cutcliffe uh, and Duke. Virginia at Louisville. Um. AJ, since it's your favorite team playing at home, I'll let you start first. Who you got? <laughs> like, in it, I would normally just pick against Louisville for the, the hell of it, but uh, they look better. The only reason I'm picking against them is because I think their first and second string quarterbacks are out. So um, – I just look for Virginia to 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 win a game that they probably should win if Louisville starting a third street cornerback. That's fair, Kevin. Who do you got? I'm going uh, Virginia 
on the road. I think uh, Louisville uh, tough to bounce back after the tough loss to Clemson. Uh, I think they emptied the tank last week. Reese, you going chalk? Yeah, going Virginia as well. All right. Same here. All right, next game on the agenda. Um, Non-Power 5 game should be a fun one. UCF featuring their space uniforms this week, which are pretty lit uh, in my opinion. But they're going on the road to Philadelphia to play Temple. Uh, Reese, I'll start with you on this one. Who do you have in this one? Unfortunately, I got UCF. <laughs> I'm not a fan of them since they benched uh, Brandon Winbush, but I'll go with them this week. All right, that's fair. Kevin, who are you rolling with? Uh, I'm going to go uh, UCF. I just think they're more talented. AJ? <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm going UCF too. You can't lose with outer space uniforms. That's how I look at it. I agree. I'm going UCF because they burned me last week against the spread against uh, SMU, or Temple did anyway. Um, all right, one near and dear to my heart in Knoxville, rainy day, South Carolina at Tennessee. Uh, AJ's second favorite team, so I'll let him pick again first. Uh, who do you got in this matchup? Yeah, and, and to the same point as I made in the Louisville game, Tennessee has looked better. I thought that they looked um, – I mean, there are a couple plays here and there, um, and a Leroy Jenkins attempt at the goal line from really being in that game. So, I, I think that I think the problem with that is I don't think that they're going to play uh, Mauer at all, and mm-hmm. I think JG's spirit has been crushed, and I don't think the other I don't think Stroud's ready. So, I think that South Carolina is a little bit pissed off at how they dropped one against Florida. And they're looking to prove a point, so I'm gonna take South Carolina. Kevin, you holding South Carolina? I'm gonna go South Carolina because I think, uh, especially when you take, play teams like Alabama, um, Ohio State will do this, especially to the lower level Big Ten schools. Um, they have a tendency of, uh, I, I'll call it, tenderizing you for the next uh, for the next game. Uh, it's tough to go 60 minutes and not get beat up physically and then you know it takes a little longer to recover so i think uh although tennessee was a valiant effort i'm gonna go with south carolina reese south carolina strictly coaching i believe in must champ over you the vile dirty coach so <laughs> oh boy yeah um, I believe it or not, I'm not going Homer. If Brian Maurer were playing quarterback and were healthy, I'd go Tennessee. But in the rain, uh, with Lord knows who it's quarterback, I'm going South Carolina. So, all right. So, big one at number five. Um, it's actually a toss up against the spread, more or less. Um, Notre Dame at Michigan. So, I'm going to start with Reese on this. Uh, I know you have the, the bias here, but. Who are you picking straight up? <laughs> um, we haven't won there since 2005. It's been a long time. It's a long time coming. We got to win there eventually, right? So I think this year we're gonna we're gonna pull it out finally. Definitely gonna pick over Michigan. Love Shea Patterson alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's still taking steps, I think you're safe. <laughs> oh boy, Kevin, who do you got in this one? I think I know. Uh, uh, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Michigan in this game. 
What? Are you being serious? Or are you just joking for the podcast? I'm I'm 100 serious here. You wow. get in trouble at the house. Not related. I could tell you that I'm sleeping on the couch tonight and go with it. <laughs> but I am sleeping on the couch because my mother-in-law's in town. So <laughs> no, but um here's what here's what I see is I, I see uh, Michigan's a little desperate. They have to win this game. Um obviously Michigan's and Harbaugh's troubles are well documented against top ten teams. Or you know, highly ranked teams, especially, um, but they're at home, and uh, they fared decently at home. And uh, I, you know, Michigan is more than good enough, um, but they up until last week they hadn't shown that they could protect the football and actually be competent on offense. And uh, last week you got a you got a little bit of tail of both teams. You had the 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 down real fast, twenty one nothing, you know the same old Michigan, and then you saw a team that actually was resilient, bounce back. Shea Patterson, I don't believe committed a turnover last week, but uh, you know that receiving core, if they can get the ball to those guys, if they can put it together, uh, they're more than good enough to win the game. And I, I just I'm gonna go with the desperate team here. I, with that being said, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Notre Dame came out and won because of the week to prepare. All right. Yeah. So Kevin loves his marriage is what we know from number five. So AJ, close us out on this game. Yeah, and I'm I'm taking Notre Dame for the exact reason what you, you stated at the end. Uh, they've had 14 days to prepare for this game. They've, they've, they've allowed some guys to get some rest. They've allowed some guys to get healthy. And – Michigan's coming off of what this is the third ranked team in in four weeks. Like, I mean, that's tough to continue to play teams like that. Uh, if you look at the game against Iowa, yeah, they won it, but Iowa was a a uh, an unimpressive offense to say the least. They could not move the ball to save their lives. Uh, they committed like over thirteen something penalties. They put the ball on the ground uh, in that they game. Rushed, they rushed for two yards. Yeah, that game was 10 to 3. Um, you played a more competent offense uh, who could put up points, and you dug yourself in a hole, and it was hard to bounce back from. You lose to Penn State. I think that Notre Dame is a competent offensive team. They're not going to be shook from going on the road to Michigan because they've already been in a hostile environment against a good team this year. Um, I just think that they're a better suited team to win a big game. Mm. All right. Uh, we'll stay in the Big Ten for this one, on the next one. Penn State at Michigan State. Weird one. AJ, I'll keep it with you on this one. Uh, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Penn State just because their offense is is good enough to score points, and I don't believe in Michigan State's offense. But I wouldn't be surprised if this game, if this turned out to be a much closer game than people are expecting because Michigan State needs to, to, to play well in the big-time game. And Penn State coming off of a big win, uh, I could see them running into just kind of um, a lull and and just being a little sleepwalkish for this game. Yeah, closer than the experts think, uh, you might say. So, uh, Reese, who do you got? Penn State, Michigan State. I got Michigan State. All right. Ooh, Ooh, love it. Got It's a tough place to play. Dan Tony's going. He's always get a, one good win a year. 
it's uh it's gonna be this one. I um I agree with you. One good win a year, but I if I was if I was D'Antonio, I would uh, I would put that one good win in my pocket and save that one for a couple <laughs> weeks from now when they play Michigan. You of all people. That would be great. Um I, I'm going I'm going Penn State because of uh Michigan State's uh inability to play offense. Uh they're a disaster on offense. Uh D'Antonio had the opportunity to you know, make the right choice and revamp the staff, and they decided to make the unprofessional choice and keep his buddies around. But uh, one thing I do want to clarify: last week I was talking about Shea Patterson and Penn State. Shea Patterson did; they did. Uh, he did turn the ball over. I said he did, but he did turn the ball over. You re- thank you for that clarification, Kevin. Um, way to stay. I was I, I was gonna go. I was gonna go a little. Uh, I was gonna go a little deeper though. But I was a little late to the punch. But oh, goodness, I got Penn State in that one for the record. Uh, all right, four games left. Let's try to hit these pretty quick. We got our All Texas matchup here: Texas at TCU. Pick them against the spread. Kevin, we'll start with you. Who do you got? I'm going Texas. Last week's uh, game against Kansas was an anomaly because uh, the hangover from the Red River shootout. Uh, but I'm taking Texas on the Reese. Who do you got? Texas is back. Wow. Hey. That's a big difference than picking them to win. <laughs> All right. They got to be back. All right. AJ. Yeah. He's right. Texas Texas in, a, I would say, a double-digit win here. Wow. So, I'm going to go with TCU and their really crappy alternate uniforms. I think they pull it out at home. Uh, I don't believe in uh, – that Texas team at all. And I think Gary Patterson's a better coach than Tom Herman. So hot take of the day. Um, Auburn at LSU. Um, I'll go ahead and just give mine real quick. I've got LSU. Uh, Reese, who do you got? LSU as well. OJ. Mm. Go Tigers. G E A U X. Uh, I'll take it LSU. Kevin? Uh, I'm going LSU, uh, the best player in America. Wow. Mm. I love it. Uh, And we have to just, based on our podcast, we have to throw this disclaimer out. Anytime anybody says anything negative about Auburn, we have to throw an apology to Sam Grayson, who is a loyal listener and is a big Auburn fan. So, uh, apologize. In your defense, Sam, we all picked against Auburn before, and Auburn won. That's so, true. What do we know? We We're could hedging just be our bets here. Yeah, we could just be throwing you a toss-up yeah, here. Jinxing it a little bit. All right. So, again, AJ's yeah. got circled on his calendar as uh, the next one. He's laser-focused in on it with all the analysis. Uh, Arizona at Stanford. AJ, what do you got? I, I – I couldn't care less. Bane could blow this stadium up, and I couldn't care less about this game. But I'm going to take Arizona because I think that they can score more points. Uh, Lord help. Uh, Kevin. Uh, I'm going uh, with Stanford uh, because – Got it. <laughs> Got it. Um, if, if I remember my research right um, – Arizona's lost two in a row, uh, 51-27 to Washington, 
41-14 to USC. And uh, so just trending in the wrong direction. All right, Reese. Stanford. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in Cameron. Wow. wow. <laughs> Reese full of hot takes. <laughs> Reese is so Reese is so scoring my black head coach is not he's not, he's not going for it no more With that talent at Texas A&M is it hurts to me to me Kevin Sumlin is the guy is like the guy who gets into teaching just to be a coach <laughs> you teach the driver's head in the, in the classroom like he's a teacher but he don't really do anything like he's just like Kevin Sumlin just there to get paid like He's I don't hate it, man. He's leveraging jobs just to get paid. I don't hate it. I, I will say that they've easily got the best athlete out of the two teams, but for what I've seen over the past few years, he's being used so incorrectly that he can't flourish. And that's sad because I think that Khalil Tate is amazing and he's just being poorly managed uh, for the last two years when he has been healthy and on the field. Man. I think I'm going to pick Arizona. Stanford's just terrible at football. So there you we go. split two. There you go. They beat Wash. They beat um, Washington like two. That whole Pac-12 is just trash. No bias. <laughs> um, all right, last game. I think this is the one that hopefully will be the best game of the weekend because uh, Kevin Jackson and myself will be there in person. At the shoe, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Uh, we'll start with Reese, our guest picker, closing us out. Who do you got for us? I got Ohio State. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> I like this guy. I like. I don't him. Even do Reese is just trying to get brownie points from Kevin. <laughs> I hey, Reese, to- Reese I seriously, seriously though, it's going to be rainy, cold. You think that can uh, cause problems for Ohio State? No, mm. not with Chase Young. Predator. Yeah, <laughs> got a point there. <laughs> yeah, I, will, I will say defensively, it uh, you know they're good enough on defense to stop Wisconsin defensively. So uh, you know it's it makes it tough to lose when your defense is playing so well. Now. So, uh, I, I know you didn't ask, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and give you my pick. It's uh, it's honesty. Best thing about being seven to zero. It's chance to be eight now. That's what they say. I have no idea what that is because we're three and four. But <laughs> um, Kevin, we sat there. We watched this. We watched Ohio State play last week, right? Yeah. And you know they just ran away with it uh, after it was a seven three game with Northwestern. But Northwestern ran the ball, I feel like, whenever they wanted to early in the game when it was still close. And they were gashing, and I mean gashing, Ohio State. Um, I think you're going up against a better team who is better running the ball. I think that they've learned now that they can't rely on – their quarterback to do more than he's capable of. I think they go back to what they know. I think it's going to be rainy. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be cold, which is everything that Wisconsin wants it to be. They're uh, playing on turf. Playing on turf. They, they are, but I think that still 
they have the best player on the field in Jonathan I Taylor. Disagree. I disagree. That's a hot Ooh. take because you could you could say you could say three. Ohio State's got Okuda two players better Young. than Jonathan. Sorry. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say Okuda. Uh, Fields is the only one that I would put up there close to him. It, even though Young is a monster, uh, I still think Jonathan Taylor is the best player um, on the field for this game. And so, wow, give me that Badger head. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> I'm sucking. No, I'm not taking a Badger. Give me Ohio State. Get out of here. You don't go to Illinois. You don't lose to Illinois the week before you got Ohio State. You don't trust your quarterback to throw the ball when you got Jonathan Taylor as your running back. I don't trust them to make enough smart decisions to win the game. Uh, and when it comes down to it, Ohio State's going to put up points. I don't care if it's rain, <laughs> sleet, snow, hail. They're going to run it up. Like, they're really, really good. Like, it's, I'm not even like I'm not even trying to be biased. They're really good. They're fundamentally sound on both sides of the ball. They're a good team. They're going to beat Wisconsin. Man, I don't know if they're going to cover 14, Flair, but they're going to like, beat Wisconsin. A combination of Ric Flair and wow. Lee Corso kind of wrapped into one with that take. I was about ready. I had it all ready to go. I had like you look at a common opponent, Wisconsin Northwestern. Wisconsin wins twenty four to fifteen at home. Mm-hmm. Ohio State goes on the road and beats them fifty two to three. Drubbed them, drubbed them, and I think, I think for it, it says a lot because both teams played weak opponent, weaker opponents last week, and could have easily looked ahead to the 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 more prominent higher matchup, right? One team did not even consider looking ahead and handled business in Chicago on Friday night. And the other team, about two hours south of Chicago, slept walk through most of the game. And, and then dumb coaching decisions, you don't even run the play clock down as far as you can late in the game, which would have minimized the amount of time Illinois had to even get into field goal range. I just think when you put all that together um, and you know – and you know for a fact that Wisconsin is handicapped in what they can do, uh, Wisconsin has to run the ball for over 200 yards to have a chance to win this game. And when you know that's the case, you load the box with all that talent on defense, and you let those stud DBs play one-on-one on the outside, and you dare Wisconsin to beat you throwing. It just it's, it's not a – when you don't have balance – like I, they flashed, they flashed the they flashed the statistic early in the Damn. Ohio State Northwestern game. Ohio State had 115 yards rushing, 115 yards passing. It's balanced. When you don't have that, I can I you're self eliminating what I have to practice on. And if that's the case, when you're playing really good teams, they're gonna make you beat them with the other with with something other than what you want to do. And Wisconsin cannot throw the ball to beat Ohio State. Period. Yeah, no, it, it some I mean they're going to have to that game plan they had against Michigan where they were just they were shifting, moving, I mean multiple formations or whatever to get the ball rolling. That's I mean that's what's going to have to happen. But the problem is I think oh, I just Ohio State is far more stout on front. Right. I agree. Um, 
I agree. Yeah. So that rolls with our pickups. Kevin, you got your you got your your bets for the week. Um, I do, but ch- one last thing: Ohio State last six matchups against Wisconsin. Ohio State six and zero. Mm, well, now the best thing about being six and zero. Yeah, just to be seven and zero. Um, we're gonna go through like we're running tight on time. Um. Reese has opted out of picking against the spread because he cost me money uh, two weeks ago. And he said that he didn't want to break anybody else's heart. And that I can respect. So um, Kevin and I will just fly through our picks. Justice is just going to give his lock for the week. Um, My picks, I've got uh, Penn State, six and a half over Michigan State. Um, I think they're a really good team. I think Michigan State struggles to score. Uh, I don't know if this would be a blowout, but I could definitely see it being like a 17-7 to win. Uh, so that's one. Taking Notre Dame at minus one versus Michigan. Like I said earlier, I think 14 days off helps him win. Uh, LSU-Auburn. I'm taking the under at 59. Uh, I just think it's going to be a tight defensive game. Uh, I think that LSU obviously can put up points, but I think that this could end up being something like a 31-20 game. It'll be tight versus that under, but I think I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the under in Bama, Arkansas at 55 and a half. Uh, obviously, everybody knows two is out. Um, Arkansas is not very good, but neither is Mac Jones. Uh, I don't think that they can sling the ball around enough like they need to to put up 50 points. I also don't think Arkansas can score more than three. So I think Saban's going to probably get up 42-0, run the ball, milk the clock, try to get everybody out of there safely, and we hit the under. And my lock for the week is Texas to cover two points at TCU. Um, Like Kevin said before, I think uh, they were kind of sleepwalking against a Kansas team who they normally dominate. Uh, even though they've got less miles, it's hard to take them serious just yet. Uh, I think they bounce back. I think TCU, while they are pretty good, they have not seen the team with the, uh, as, with as much talent and caliber as Texas. Uh, some would argue SMU. I would say that's not true. Uh, so I would take, for my lock this week, Texas minus two at TCU. Kevin, what do you got? Well, that's my number one pick right there. Texas uh, at TCU minus one and a half. Um, I'm going uh, number two, Wisconsin plus 14 at Ohio State. The um, rain? Yeah, I, you know, I, I just think it, it, it's going to be a good game. Um, with that being said, Ohio State is more than good enough to blow that open. Um, I think they have the talent to blow it open, but I, I think there's going to be a little bit of, um, I don't know, sinking into the game a little bit or, or, or easing into the game for Ohio State uh, with playing a physical uh, group up front. I also think Wisconsin's going to do their best to shorten the game. Mm-hmm. So if Wisconsin can get first downs, they're going to shorten the game. Um, but it could come back to hurt them because they could get down a little bit and, and they, and they gotta, they gotta speed up a little bit. But uh, number three, I'm going 
Um, do I have to do my lock? Can I get my lock first? Or right here in the middle? This one's this one is my lock. Is uh, yeah. Mich- is Michigan plus one versus Notre Dame? I think Michigan wins the game. So that's my lock. I think it's. Uh, I think something about going on the road. I, I think Michigan guys are gonna they're gonna be okay. I think they're gonna come together a little bit. Um, I think the the second half of that game is gonna carry them big time into the game against. It's uh, Notre Dame, and I think the crowd is going to be nuts at, at Michigan. It might not affect Notre Dame so much, but I think it's going to give some life to Michigan. Number four, I got UNC minus three and a half versus Duke. Um, I'm going to take the home team there. I think Mac Brown um, going to do a great job in the rivalry game. Uh, okay. He did a he did a good job at the beginning of the year, uh, getting that one against South Carolina. Um, and then number five, I'm going to take Iowa plus 10 at Northwestern. Uh, this is the one I'm least confident about. Um, but this is a game that the uh, two teams that were made for each other. And, um, I think Northwestern's going to struggle after the beating they took last week. And, uh, I think I was going to be able to score on them, throw the ball on them. And then uh, kind of keep the ball away. I, I just don't see Northwestern scoring very many points. Yeah, I, they are uh, they are very offensively handicapped in point scoring. Yeah, and they really struggle when they um, when they can't when they don't have a quarterback. Man, they you know they usually got a guy who's a little bit older and has a nice little balance between slinging it and running it. And they just don't have a guy. They just don't have a guy right now. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's fair. I'll give you my luck of the week real quick. So for the first time this year, uh, somebody on the Peace of Mind podcast will lose their lock of the week because I'm going Notre Dame at Michigan as my lock, and I'm taking Notre Dame. Wow. It's going to be a rough day for somebody next week. That's all I'm going to say. It ain't going to be me because Texas cover. Uh, I'd also like to shout out Justice who tried to play me last week and make fun of my South Carolina and Florida game where I had Florida covering. And then Florida went ahead and ran South Carolina out the building with the help of the officials, and I covered. So, joke's on you, bud. I had that game too in my defense. Yeah, but not as your lock, though. Not as my lock. <laughs> but with that being said, that wraps up another week of the piece of my money line. Uh, as always, please, 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 please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts, please uh, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that's goal number one. We just got to get our subscribers up. If you do feel so inclined, we'd love for you to uh, leave us a a rating and review to tell us how good we are. Five stars only. If you leave four, I will find you and kill you. Not really. But no, um, any feedback is good feedback, but we would love to have some more people fill out those uh, reviews and let us know how they feel about the shows. Uh, Moving forward, we would love to have some more People come on, uh, give us their hot takes, give us their picks. So if if it's something that you sound interested in, we'd love to have you. 
but with that in mind, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Good luck, y'all. Cash, homie.